Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Hello, Josh. Good morning, John. It's a beautiful morning here in Tupelo, Mississippi, and this is the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. Get excited, folks. Boom. You know what? The weather's excited. It, you said it's a beautiful day. There is a literal hurricane over us right now. Hurricane Gordon. This will not be in the inbox, podcast box for two, three weeks. Well, so by the time people but hear people, this... They know what a hurricane is. But I'm, I'm battening time, down the hatches. The hurricane will be gone by the time people hear this. When they hear this, it's going to be a beautiful fall day. Mm-hmm. I'm looking into the future because you know what helps you look into the future, Josh? Artificial intelligence. <laughs> Artificial intelligence. Yes. Because that's what we're going to talk about today clap yeah all right um that was the artificial intelligence clapping because it was already excited to know that this podcast was going to be well received in the future the future the future the future i like the fact that we speak into the future that's very um doc brown of us are you marty or are you doc brown what was that was it biff who was the bad guy biff tannon biff tannon who got the casino and Took gambling winnings. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. That movie's 25 years old. <laughs> 30 years old. How many were there? Were there three of them? There, there are three. There are three. I think the first one was good. The other two were kind of... I don't know. The second one had... Didn't the second one have the hoverboard and all that stuff? The second one was the best one. Was it? Yeah, I think so. I don't really remember him. I just remember he stuffed a bunch of garbage in the back of a DeLorean and it took off. It. One and two were basically supposed to be the same movie. and. Yeah. Anyway, except for had a different girlfriend in it. And Huey Lewis rocked he was the in soundtrack. It. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was hip to be square. Yeah. He wasn't ready for um, for uh, Marty's singing. He told him it was too loud. That's right. A little cameo for you. That's right. How good was Huey Lewis in the news? How good though? was cameo? I don't even know who cameo is. R&B singer? Cameo? Nah. Did, did some song you've heard of? Don't know. I just know between Huey Lewis and Kenny Loggins... There are no other songs for soundtracks for movies made between like 85 and 92. Yeah, you know, that um, Caddyshack, I don't know, all of Kenny Loggins. I'm a, I'm a huge Top Kenny, Gun. Kenny Loggins. I mean, fan. go through them. They're, he wrote everything and Huey Lewis wrote the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Phil Collins. Well, Phil Collins, yeah. Against All Odds. Yeah. Siri, <laughs> what song did Cameo have a hit with? Artificial intelligence. It works so well. Siri, what song did Cameo have a hit with? Word okay. Up. I found this on the web for what sound did Cameo have a hit. Word Up is correct. Yeah. But you beat Siri to it. Which you, tells me that artificial intelligence is not quite as good as real intelligence. Well, I'll reiterate something I said on an earlier podcast. That if... You know, so let's talk. Well, before we get into giving an opinion, let's talk about what artificial intelligence is. Where, where, where are banks using artificial intelligence? One, chatbots. 
Ooh, we've already talked about chat butts. And I'll, I'll circle it back up. We're going to talk to um, a person today. A real person or an artificial person? She's real. Are you the sure? The realist. Are you sure? I She's the realist? The realist. The re or the real? Realist. Also, she's, she's really real. Really, really. Um, who used artificial intelligence to do a media buy, and she's oh. going to tell us about the results of that. Um, but here's my deal: so banks, I don't, you know, I don't talk to many big banks, the 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 staffers at big banks. So I don't know if they say this. That's when you're doing your own banking, right? Cause no, you're a baller. I, I bank with a community bank. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Largest single depositor. That's right. That's the largest liar. The largest single depositor in your household. <laughs> of name, Josh Mavis. <laughs> All of that's a lie. Uh, um, but anyway, like, you know, banks, when I talk to them, what sets, what sets you apart? You are people, to my son? Banks is, is, John, is John's, I don't know how his wife let him name his son Banks. Because we, man, because we, we money, man. It's where the money comes from. Banks. He takes all the money, that's for yeah. sure. Kids expensive. They are. They, they tell me when I ask them what sets them apart is people. Yeah. Are people. People relationships yet i see community banks all over trying to adopt chatbots like that's the big buzzword i don't know that community banks there might be a usage case for it for just efficiency but i think as a and i always say as a thing because i don't have another word to put in there do you have enough business that that actually makes sense to do it in a community of a you know when you're a well, three four branch small bank how, how much calling do you have going on well there's that incoming and then i saw an article on a on a blog that shall not be named that was postulating if chatbots were better than people like were they better at answering bank questions than people no way that is no way no way like it's like how crappy are your bankers that like no and so, so my big problem with artificial intelligence on the chat side is why do people call or contact the bank when they have a problem? And you can't automate something where they you give personal account information. I want some statistics on how many times people call a bank or their cable provider or their utility company and they just hit zero ten I'm, times to try to get to somebody because they're because artificial intelligence is that is that voice well, going well? Where would you like to go? Press one for. English, press so two for Spanish, press I have three heard for passwords, whatever. If you, there are certain, I don't remember, but if the artificial intelligence is is um, reading what you say, and if you cuss, it'll take you to an operator on certain. Really? So I was on the phone with a rental car company, and it was, I tried to call the desk at the local rental car place, which is impossible. They don't have them. They don't. It doesn't exist. Yet every time I go up to rent a damn car, the person's always on the phone. So, so when, I don't understand. So when you say D A M N on the phone, does it go? Hold one second for a D A M. You spelled that D-A-M-N. word. D A M N. I don't. I don't cuss. It's it's below me. Ah, uh, I'm above that. Okay. Except when I'm on the golf course. Ah. Uh, and when I'm in a meeting. And when I'm eating lunch. And when, wait, 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 wait. Any day that ends in Y. Yes. Anyway, uh, for any day, I said, I just kept saying operator. I was so frustrated. They <laughs> operator, s- operator. 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 The, in, the, in the AI voice, it seems that you want to speak to an operator. Are you sure you don't want to go online? And I'm standing outside this like ridiculous 
um, rental car place that somebody sent me to, like that they sent me to that was closed when I got there. I'm highly ticked. Now, I finally did talk to a real person and they really did help me. But of course, AI, AI getting to the not, person helps you. AI could not do anything in that situation. All AI told me was to go online, and all the questions I had could be answered on a website. Yes, please visit our website at www.idontwanttogotowebsite.com, or which I, would I think would be like, on the phone. I think 80, Jackie. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that so? It's I think I would bet eighty percent or greater. Hit it zero zero zero. Well, try to hit it. Eighty percent of people are so, trying to solve a problem that they've already tried to solve. On, on a website and could not. Well, especially today's age with the or, internet at I'm your sorry. fingertips. I, I, I actually got derailed. I think that 80% of chatbot jargon, like down the trails, is referring you to a website. Well, I would do that myself if I could. and it, So then it's a waste of time. Anyway, if you're a community bank and you, and you ever say the word, if you use community bank like it means something by just saying community bank to the public, we're a community bank, and you think the public knows what the hell that means, then artificial intelligence probably ain't for you just yet. Now, if you can oh, yeah. use it internally to figure out stuff, yeah. but I wouldn't let that be the face of my brand. Well, I mean, like Watson can can help you figure things out. Like IBM's Watson platform, it powers Weather Channel. It's about a lot of... Um, 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 commercials around... Yes. By the it, way, Weather Channel's new app. Oh, so bad. No, no. The uh, I hate to be one of those people who's like, go back to the old one, because whenever we change something, everyone emails us, or everyone, you know, three people that pay attention, send some call to the call center or an email to us and say, change it back, I like the old style, because I don't know how to use the new one. The new weather app, though, I seriously don't like it. The thing I like about I do not like the visualization, but the temperature over time is yeah. easier to get to. Like You had to scroll down and click into two things to see what it was going to... There were a lot more ads on the other one, and the yeah. layout advertorially was not as good but the the line through it and the dotted yeah. st- like just give me a brick like, with the temp and i don't like time. the visualization but it is easier to see what the temperature is going to be at 3 p.m earlier that on that app it's just a dumb um up and down line anyway the point is if you're just going to send people to your website ai is not for you if you're going to say we're about relationships i i would dare say there are people banks out there people. who have somebody answering a phone because they don't want to be like the ceo's like we're not going to put our people on hold who signed off on a chat bot probably i mean i would bet that it, well a lot of lack of understanding or whatever but if you're going to do that but there are places for ai i would say around research it can crunch numbers for you again wait, wait, if you're a listener out there and your bank has an awesome chat bot Send it to us. Go to marketingmoneypodcast.com and where it says contact us, send us a link to it and let us see it because I've tried some of the big bank chatbots and I've tried to do it as dumb as possible and as smart as possible. And both times, and when I say dumb, like doing it as if I just knew nothing about bank, like I'm going to answer questions like I don't even know what a checking account is. Just, I mean, dumb, dumb answers. And then I've done it to where I'm a banker. I've worked in a bank for you know, more than 10 years, so I'm going to answer it at a high level and, and be like, oh, I be like, I know this takes me here and there, and so I'm going to answer and see if it can get me the answer there. And both ways, it was offering me the wrong checking account or it got word salad gobbledygook back and forth and never got me what I wanted. And, Josh, to your explanation, would send me to check our website or apply online or go here. Well, if I wanted to do that, I would have already done that. And so I've had bad experiences testing them. 
If you're a company that does it, email us and we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that was a challenge I was going to give. If you really believe in your chat bot, call us. But there are good ones out there. There's right. got to be, but I have well, not, and I've tried to test well, them, well, and I can't well, find one that makes up for a live person. Here's the deal: I'm sure there's a good telegraph system out there somewhere too, but the practical usage of it, I think, is completely ridiculous no, for banks. No, they're good. They're real good. But I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a chatbot can solve faster than a human. Not not only faster than a human for a bank online that would reduce the need for human interaction i don't know what like maybe a password but then you still have to go send your password log the, in get a the, verification code three steps in the there's thing, a freaking button that's easier to click that says forgot password they'll take you through the same system yeah my point is i don't think a chat there's there's a for a bank there's a system a solution that a chat bot can provide that's not already handled by a regular website like, like, you know, navigating the website or search or a person that you so need we'll to talk show to a person. Us. I'm sure someone out there is laughing. That's your challenge. And, and we're... We'll look, tease you up. We're we, saying we're innocent to it. I'm not saying... I'm saying I've I yet to find it. one. That's the point. I ain't synced it. But I've been proven wrong once or twice. Once or twice. The only time I've ever been wrong was about that time I was wrong, said Bobby, the producer. Live on the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com, which you will have it recorded in your podcast here, but it's live now, is Cassie Giovanni. Cassie, welcome to the show. Hello. And you are going to tell us to, cause, so Josh and I, right before we got you on the phone calling in, we're talking about artificial intelligence and our skepticism of it. And it's not that we don't think it has potential, it's just for community banks. You know, there's other sectors that it might work great in, but when you talk about community banks and community bank marketing and the the human touch, uh, call center, service center, the AI world seems to be just a little behind being able to answer the question the way you expect it. And it also seems to kind of let us down when we've tested it. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience and kind of your background on using AI, and I think specifically in media buying, because that's a kind of different area which we'd like to hear about. So we embarked on a journey and had this experience with utilizing artificial intelligence for our media buying, and it has not been a very pleasant experience. The way that it was supposed to work is that we could advertise all of our products, and this artificial intelligence would figure out you know, which products to sell at which time, and then also where to spend the money. So would that money be spent in social? Would that money be spent um, within the different areas of social? Would it be more heavy on Instagram, Facebook? What is working best? Also digital display. And as we started to use this, first of all, it was feeding the beast. This was a huge undertaking for us because they asked us to have a certain amount of products. So we ended up with a really four different products that we would be advertising all the time. But for each of those products, you needed an extremely large amount of advertising because it also figures out what people want to see, put together this term with this picture and whatever. So it ended up taking us four months to get all this together. All this this spreadsheet we have is you know fifty pages long. We end up with with all the variations that it ends up being able to create, like two thousand ads that we had to make. So this thing didn't so just. It was this, 
this thing didn't just place the ads with artificial intelligence. It was building the ads. Yes. That's a pretty, so we had to give pre- it all pretty the good bit of heavy lifting. The designing of ads on the fly on with some type of analytics, to me, would be a compliance nightmare because how does it know that it's a... I guess if all your products are deposit products and it disclosed properly, it might be okay. But how would it know? Sometimes compliance pull, doesn't even like yeah. to like to approve ads that they the, that are together. How would they know to pull the right compliance? And how would you not get into maybe a UDAP situation where it offered the wrong product to the wrong person and didn't offer it to the right? However, that works. Uh, that would scare me to death. So you kind of hit on some pieces that became a challenge for us as we started using it. The compliance part of it initially wasn't too big of a deal as far as, you know, it creating because we made sure that the end element always had the appropriate disclosures. So what I mean by that is when we were doing like the um, Facebook advertising, the language in like, you have to have each of these pieces for a Facebook ad. So we just made sure that that one piece always had the appropriate, you know, member FDIC equal housing lender on it. And then also that all the images had the um, appropriate logos associated. So that wasn't, I mean, it was a bit crazy and hard for our compliance officer to really see it and understand it. But we got past that with the, the wonderful, the beast spreadsheet where it started to concern us is, is it, it's picking and choosing where it's doing these ads, but, who are these audiences that it's creating? Where is it spending the money? And that's where we started to go, wait a second, you know, started running it. The reports that we were given were very vague. So we came back and we said, you can't be doing this. We need reports that show us all of this information. We need to know where it's marketing to, how it decides. Um, And it just, things kept coming up where it was becoming more and more of an issue. And every time, we push back to them to say, you know, this is not acceptable. They would say, well, you're deoptimizing the technology, which I'm going to name them Alvin. So you're deoptimizing Alvin. (laughs) But really to me, it was the whole thing was deoptimizing. Yeah, Gilbert. Gilbert. Jim Bob. Um, The whole thing was deoptimizing our spend because it just, we have certain goals that are attributed to certain areas. We need to make sure that we're marketing in a all of our CRA assessment because that's what we do. Every bank needs to make sure that they are marketing to their CRA assessment and they're not creating any of those compliance issues. Every time we push at, at them, they would get upset with us. They be optimizing. So, so no, you be optimized my whole entire process. <laughs> So, so really quick in in this because I mean I mean let let's do the spoiler alert it you're not happy right like right now with the way it sits and and that that kind of went through you know you began to see but this bot this sort of Gilbert or Alvin Bob <laughs> um, this Bob you weren't just working with that company right was there another were there human elements at play? Just so um, if any of the other banks out there are like getting ready to do this, they I want to make sure they recognize the situation. You know what I'm saying? The, there may be a media buyer out there that right. uses this service. They don't ever tell them. So can you give us right. some sort of the um, indicators that, that you're going like, to uh, – I guess what I'm getting at is a bank could use 
could be using a media buyer, media buyer that's doing this and they might not even know. So what are some of the warning signs? Really, it's in the reporting. And when you start to ask questions and you're not getting any very clear answers, because when you do programmatic buys or, you know, any sort of buy, like I have done advertising for my own personal reasons. on, So I know when I go into Facebook, I have to set up an audience. I have to choose the parameters. I have to choose what these people like, what these people want. Sometimes um, geographies down to things that they might like. So when you start asking those questions and they're, no, he is optimizing the situation or we're optimizing the situation. You don't need to know any of that. That is a huge sign that there's something odd going on in the background. It just doesn't, this sort of technology does not work in banking. We are in some degrees a seasonal business. Now, could someone want to have a home equity in December as opposed to, you know, when we typically market it in April? Certainly. But no matter what, this optimization doesn't work towards that, which is what is going to be. It does not work that way. It is will deoffize everything pretty much. So it's really no human element is involved in it. And when you try to stick the human element, it's that word you're deoptimizing things. Mm. No matter what you're doing, you need to have a human input because the logic behind how we buy our media in banking is not black and white. It doesn't work that way you know we have a demand for deposits right now oh big surprise everyone does because rates are going up that means we need to buy on that but everyone is taking that same strategy which is probably not the best thing to all have the same strategy but that will up your costs and then a system like this will just completely pull back on that because it costs too much money so it will move towards something else more cost effective and that, that doesn't not, necessarily work that may not be profitable for the bank which i mean you know all this goes together but it's still human element then don't put those items in there but then if you're going to go through all that trouble just buy your ads just like you know so so this is going to seem like more of a challenge but this is one of those things where it was it it sounded really good i mean you, you guys bought it um so what was sort of the, I mean, obviously it sounds really good, but kind of take us through the, how you guys were convinced. I mean, now you feel sort of, I guess, duped. I don't want to put words in your, in your mouth, but it didn't pan out, but, but you did make the right. decision to do it. How can we help people avoid that pitfall? Because again, it sounded really good. What, what sort of was the, can you take us through that process? Does that make any sense? So I think that the part to keep in mind is that if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. Um, that everyone says that, and that is very true about this. And I think it was just a situation where we weren't getting what we should been from our uh, media buyer relationship as far as the different pieces. So we didn't realize what we were missing and thought that by going in this direction, we would be getting more and we ended up getting even less. Which was really disappointing. But you were de-optimized. I feel that in she was de-optimized. Right, de-optimized us. Um, so I feel like if you have a your media buyer, I think that's a part of the really big when you're 
having conversations with your media buyer, I don't feel like they should really like, they should lay it out on the table, but not have an angle, yeah, so to speak. And there was an, there was an angle associated with this. There's a level of trust there. So that was also an issue. And obviously it, it's graded a lot of, you know, things I, the people that I worked with, I, I, they're wonderful human beings. This just was not the right decision for us. And there was lots of other things that came into play. And I know that this, they will say that I am completely off base on this. We've had lots of conversations regarding that, but this is not for us well, for the, whatever reason, well, the, our, the level of our spend and the industry that we're in, it just does not work. Well, and I think this is evidence. I mean, the, the fact of it is, if it's this high-tech thing that can go down to this granular level of, you know, putting this perfect person with the perfect ad for the perfect product for them, if it can't report on that, then it's just BS. It has to be, right? I mean, that... Right. Like, I need to know who who that audience is. If you can't tell me who the audience is that you're serving these ads to, then that's not appropriate because I need to understand the customers that are coming in just as much as you as who who are working with the human element is needed because you need to understand who I already have as a customer and then also who I want as a customer. It should not be, oh, this is the best, you know, spend because that doesn't necessarily align all the time well i think you know just because again we can't this was this is a thing you guys bought it and you couldn't determine it until until after the fact so i mean when you reached out it was really i and i agree that hey let's help warn some people you know just since we're not naming names of companies i mean i i just want to kind of i guess i would say see if you agree with this warning thing is because they're, they're always going to have a rebuttal. They're going to tell, oh, you heard that that woman, Cassie, who she de-optimized and all that. But I guess I would say my my advice based on your circumstances would be... Get run. A, <laughs> run. Run, yes. But get an agreement about reporting. And if they can't, you know, I'm not going to pay you if you can't report. Do you think that would be... Right, a, a exactly. Good, yeah, I mean, because I mean, exactly. there, there may be some AI media buyer out there, again, that we didn't name because we can't because we don't know they exist, who is amazing at this and who can report. But if they can't guarantee you granular... I would even say like one-to-one reporting. Like, if you're telling me you can deliver this ad to this person, I need to report a, a, a single one-to-one parody report on i'd deliver john oxford an ad for tiny shoes do you optimize that now right right and i think the other thing with it is that with its optimizing it's not really like if i want to try something radical and new it may not work immediately no way to do that sort of thing with this kind of technology and i think it's you know you go with your gut in that when, as financial marketers, we know our customers. This is a machine. It doesn't know those things. You have to rely on a partner, such as a media buyer, or your own knowledge to make the appropriate decisions. You cannot rely on a machine to make those decisions. Banking, regulation, black and white, right? But everything else in banking is not black and white. You know, You have many different levels of customers that you're dealing with. It is not, you know, something that 
just appeals to, you know, one generation. That's the other thing with it is I need to know who's looking at these ads from, from that standpoint and understand what's going on. And there was always this talk of like, um, the word is escaping me, but, uh, creative out, I want to say for the actual ads, right? We never, I mean, we ran it for four months and they're like, oh, your ads are doing great. And I was like, really? Because my click-through rate is in the gutter. <laughs> I was like, all right, so let's look at these Google Analytics and let's look, like, look at what's going on on our website. Like our bounce rate is up 90%. Doesn't that say something about what's going on? And uh, they, they were like, what? I'm like, yes, I'm going to look at, we are going to look at all those things and um, our digital specialist was like, yeah, this doesn't, this doesn't seem right. He's very, he looks at all of our website stuff. He's that. And we just sat down and really like, we took two and a half, three hours of just diving through all the data that we had to come out with. No, this is because they were, con- the media buyer was convinced this is working. You just don't understand it. <laughs> so then we were like, okay, um, we're going to look at our own data and we're going to figure this out. And I, we came back to them and had that conversation with, and ended up going, well, you know what? We're going to tell the machine, we're basically going to force the machine to be programmatic in that we know how much money we need to spend on each of these products. And we know ones should, which lever should be pulled when. So we ended up forcing the machine to do our bidding. <laughs> so to speak. Getting it under control. Because, you know, yeah, exactly. Because it, it, there has to be a human element. With AI can be a great foundation for items. I don't think for media buying it's the correct decision because you shouldn't have to push and pull those levers so, so hard. You should have that you should have a media buyer who you can trust that they are, you know, pushing the levers at, at the right point and offering you those optimizations at the right points in time. I, you know, we never even had a system where we could go in and look at what was happening. It was always, you know, you know, once, once a month we get like this crazy spreadsheet that would say like what our keyword performance um, was, but really there should be reporting where, you know, you can log in once a day and you can see what that reporting is and you can have a conversation. And then you should have, um, you know, bi-weekly or monthly, whatever works for your business and your buy with your media buy talk about what's going on and create those optimizations. That's the ideal relationship, I think. And that shouldn't be a burden on anyone. That should be, this is what is expected. We're going to have these conversations. We're going to optimize and that, you know, this, Artificial intelligence is supposed to replace the need for all of those things, but it just did not do that. You still need to have those conversations, but you can't have the conversations with the machine because it doesn't work. Cassie, what type of media was it either buying or suggesting? Was it social? Was it native digital? Or was it, uh, did it actually do television? Or I mean, obviously, it probably didn't do newspaper because that's not a digital means, but did it, did it scan internet sites for like banner ads? I mean, what, it, how, what exactly did it place for you or did it claim to be able to place and better target for you? So it was social um, and that it was Facebook and Instagram and then digital native and then uh, search or some people call it text. I just call it search. I might be using the wrong term. Um, but, um, 
SEM search engine. Okay. Well, it was those three. It could potentially do email. Uh, our email program that we run is specific for the partner we use is specific for financial institutions, and this AI won't play with them. Was it smart so, enough? Thank goodness it. Thank goodness it didn't, because um, we didn't go down that that trail. But you know, one of the things was the the social. We're very interested in looking at Instagram and reaching a younger demographic with that. We know that Facebook reaches a de- completely different demographic than Instagram, and the demographic we want to reach at this point in time for most of our products is on Instagram. So finally I was able to pull some teeth over there out of the machine and get a report that broke those up. And wait, 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 wait. Your machine had teeth? A thousand ads and only 50 were on Instagram. The machine had teeth and only 50. That was the problem. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, a thousand ads. and uh, You know, the thing with this is I'm, I'm, as I've heard this story, I'm so frustrated with you. Did they lock you into? I mean, is there some sort of contract too that you're you're stuck with these guys? This this not guys. Yep. This oh, thing. the machine anticipated that <laughs> and said and pre-wrote language that said when she calls back and says this doesn't work, she will then be given another contract <laughs> that tells her to go to the website and read the website on what we said to begin with, and then it takes her to a phone call that pushes her to Facebook when she's only on Instagram. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I... It, just, it was uh, very, very odd. There you go. Things just didn't make sense. And now, you know, we will make it work for the time being. We know how to work. Um, but the amount of work that went into creating all those ads and then the amount of work that was required for a digital specialist to dive into that information. This is his wheelhouse. So, and he's very good at his job. So to have that amount of work and then be told like, you guys didn't do any work. Uh, I mean, I, I cannot tell you the amount of work that went into establishing this and now in trying to get it to work the way that it, it should, um, just so much easier to do, you know, a programmatic buy where you can, you can push and pull on those levers as you need to based off of your institution's needs and have a good relationship with your media buyer where they want to have those conversations with you. They want to work with you. They're happy when you give them some more money, even if it gives them more work, um, you, that's what you, you want someone to have. And it, the second you pull AI, you pull the human element out of it completely. And you cannot do that in marketing. Marketing is about interacting with humans. Yes, ads are ads, but there has to be a human on the other side of it who understands the feelings and motivations behind the consumer. The machine doesn't know that. It doesn't care. Well, good advice. We are bumping up on our time limit here, unfortunately, because we could talk about this and listen to it all day long. Uh, so we appreciate you, Cassie Giovanni, being on our show today on the Marketing Money Podcast. If someone hears this and says, 
she knows what she's talking about. I've had a partner vendor that's been trying to pitch this on me and I'd like to discuss it. Or vice versa, if someone says, no, it does work and I'd like to discuss it. How would someone get in touch with you? Do you give out your LinkedIn or your Twitter handle so someone could get in touch with you if they'd like to discuss it? Because we're all about putting people together on this show. We, we love community yeah. networking, community type stuff. Community Bank Podcast. Yeah. Definitely. So I love marketing and banking, so people can certainly reach out to me. I am on LinkedIn um, under Cassandra Giovanni. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show today, and we appreciate your advice, and hopefully the artificial intelligence will not come and destroy us now. Yeah, hopefully Skynet didn't get herself aware and we're top on its list. I would be back. <laughs> thanks, Cassie. Get to the chopper, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. Thanks for being on the show today. Appreciate you. Well, we thank Cassie for being on the call. That was definitely a uh, stubborn experience she had there. Speaking of experience, let me give a little shout-out to a new partner we have on the Marketing Money Podcast. Uh, it is Rain Local. That is R-A-I-N-L-O-C-A-L.com, rainlocal.com. What is rainlocal.com? It is a geofencing, targeting, mobile, buying, placing, geofencing machine. And... They have a partnership with us, and so we're going to promote them a little bit. And if you have trouble with geofencing, geoconquesting your competition and dropping them ads on them phones and on the computers and through IP addresses and all that good stuff, I'd highly suggest you give them a look at rainlocal.com, rainlocal.com. Tell them John Oxford or Josh Mabus or the Marketing Money Podcast sent you, and they'll treat you real nice, and they'll treat you placement real nice too, won't they, Josh? People are involved. People are involved. Oh, there are a lot of people involved. You have to have creative. You have to have a buy. You have to have placement. You have to have targeting. But I'm telling you, for from everything from CRA to good targeting, we're not talking about crazy redlining stuff. We're talking about actual targeting of areas you want to be in. Because <laughs> I hate people opposite. say, "What are you targeting?" The opposite of a bad targeting. If there's green, t- green, 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 green lining. It's great. It's a great tool for that. It's a great tool for finding uh, the demographic you need for the product you want. All under compliance. And outside of any UDAP all concerns when you get it approved. All under yes, compliance when you manage the compliance. When you manage the compliance. But in that being said, it is a great apparatus to place geofencing. Yeah, so look them up, them? rainlocal.com. Tell them we sent you there, and they'll take care of you. Yep. So back to the lecture at hand. You know, here's my deal. This is, this is what I'll say to wrap it up, or my portion of it. You is say, there a computer that knows what you're about to say? Ah, maybe. I don't know. So here's the deal. We, you know, there's no. We're sick of artificial coloring, artificial flavoring, artificial ingredients. So, why do we want artificial intelligence? I don't know that there's enough real intelligence in the world right now. That's it. I mean, my deal is, what do you expect the system to solve? Now, if it's sortation of data or finding like things that a computer can do Trends. very well. But if somebody's trying to tell you the computer's going to predict the future or, I mean, make an ad for you again, obviously had a good um, a good spiel to, to convince Cassie and then, you know, and, and her team. What but, was the deal where they tried to make, like, Siri and Alexa talk to each other or the, or you had a computer that tried to figure out algorithms and it put together that weird conversation? And like, they made their own language. Yeah, it was like, birthday today, fun, good, go eat lunchtime. Well, it, at, no, it made a whole do. other non-English language where they were communicating back and forth and they shut them down. Yeah. Because it was too weird. Yeah. Well, they thought they maybe could they, take over. They would spawn something. But look, keep it real. Um, there was a in the nineties. There was a Nickelodeon. Don't ad. believe the hype. 
there was a Nickelodeon ad I remember that was um, like this kid sitting at a at a couch playing a video game and it's instead of virtual reality all the walls fell down try actual reality (laughs) (laughs) and um you know um in a world where we're trying to you know recreate a soccer game where you put on a headset um you could just go out and kick a soccer ball for like for some reason that, that reminds me of a cool um high school reunion invite i got that said update your facebook profile in person and I'm sorry, I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, updated in person. I was like, a 10-year high school reunion. And, I, you know, again, to that point is, try real reality. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're definitely not in it right now if you've got a phone turned sideways or you're in front of your yeah. Fortnite game all day long. I mean, figure out what's going on out there in the real world instead yeah. of the artificial world. Yep. And Don't I, under- look- I understand everyone wants to make everything more efficient and slick and this and that. But at some point, you got to solve the problem. And a computer just... Yeah. Sometimes they ain't gonna do it. If you need help, which is really what this is, I mean, it's it's a it's a need for that that assistance. Um, if your expert reaches for AI, I think was is part of Cassie's base. Find find somebody who doesn't need that. Yeah. Find an actual expert. Exactly. So I know a few. I I, I know maybe three. I, I know one. Yeah. So, or two. Yeah. For hire. Yeah. Well, I know 30 here, but they don't all know we about this. We got through this entire podcast without any Allen Iverson jokes. Um, We did. No AI. The, but you know what? He's the answer. Yep. Bye. All right. See ya. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.